Welcome to the All Things Reality Podcast. My name's Champagne and I'm joined with my co-host, Laith. And today we are joined with our third guest. Laith, tell us a little bit about our guest today. So this Survivor competitor made his debut on the 37th season of Survivor, David vs. Goliath. Originally starting out as a key member for the David tribe, Davey found himself on the bottom on several occasions. He was able to stay in the game through his ability to find hidden immunity idols and strategize with his fellow Davids as well as the Goliaths across the merge. He made it all the way to the finale episode where he was voted out at the final six for being too big of a jury threat. Please welcome Davey Rickenbacker to the All Things Reality TV podcast. How's it going, Davey? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for having me. Um, Like I was saying before we got on recording, I've been waiting to do more podcasts, especially with this new season. So I'm happy to be here with you guys first. We're super, we're super excited to have you. Uh, and we're going to get to hear all about your experience on Survivor, as well as your thoughts on season 41, which is currently airing, which is a little bit of a controversial season so far with the different twists added in. So I'm excited to hear your opinions on that so far, for sure. And I just finished rewatching your season. It was absolutely amazing. I think one of the best in probably the most recent, se- like the most recent years. For sure. Um, so many blindsides, so many idols played, advantages, and everything was just so amazing. And as far as the cast goes, amazing cast. Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, the David vs. Goliath group chat is always on 10 when there's a new season because we're always like... <laughs> They're not going to top us. They're not going to top us. And they never do. So we're waiting. <laughs> we're waiting for that season that's going to do it. But it looks like we might be waiting some time. <laughs> I think we're waiting a very, very long time. Yes. And that's so good to hear that you guys have a group chat. Like, you guys are still connected. That was actually one of my questions later on. Like, are you still connected with the cast? And, like, who do you still talk to? Yeah. Um. Well, I'm giving the impression that all 20 members are in the group chat. It's not the entire cast. It's more so the the people who are still big fans of Survivor. Um, I guess I can tell you who's in it exactly. It's myself. Uh, it's actually Mike White actually started the chat. <laughs> who would have who thought? Um, <laughs> Kara, Kara, Kara's in it. Um, uh, Gabby, Christian, Nick, and Angelina. So it's just us who that that you know really watch Survivor, and I'm not saying that the others don't, but we like really get into the thick of it. <laughs> That's awesome! I love that. I love that group. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving it back to getting on to Survivor. So you had a little bit of a rocky road, from what I understand. It wasn't just a smooth sailing from applying to getting on the show um from what they talked about on the finale you were called very last minute so walk us through what was that like what did you go through before stepping on the beach of fiji to start competing on survivor yeah man well getting on survivor was a real ordeal for me um i always i really believed in the power of manifestation and survivor is always something that i wanted to do even as a lee little boy I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, Survivor Amazon, but, uh, well, of course you are. You're Survivor fans. Um, (laughs) Joanna Ward, she was the only Black woman on that season. Just so happened she went to my church. And that's how I started watching. Yeah, that's how I started watching Survivor. Even more, my mother was her boss. (laughs) So, yes. So it was a big deal in Orangeburg back then where I'm from that we've got this person that's going to be on Survivor. And I started watching on her season and I just fell in love with the show. So I always said once I finish school, once I finish college, I'll send in a tape. And I worked for the Center for Disease Control here in Atlanta. I'm not sure if you guys knew that. Um, And I was just lollygagging online one day and I saw that there was an open casting call for Survivor here in Atlanta uh, at some type of animal safari. So I played hooky from work that day and (laughs) (laughs) I uh, went to that audition, um, well, that open call and I got to tell you guys, I sucked so bad. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it was like like a very long line person after person, you stand in front of a camera and they tell you to just do you. What the hell does that mean? Do no me. Specifics. No one's talking to you. Right. No one's talking to you. They are just asking you to, I guess, monologue. And I don't even know what I said there. I probably myself probably said, you know, how I knew Survivor. And uh, But that woke 
woke me up. It said, Davey, if you're serious about this, you need to make you a tape. So that's what I did the following week. I sent that tape in and lo and behold, two days later, they gave me a call. <laughs> and they, and <laughs> this is funny. They gave me a call and they said, Davey, we hate your tape, but we like you. <laughs> so apparently, I don't know why I did this, but I allowed my girlfriend to be in the tape with me. And the casting director was like, no, it looks like you guys are trying to be on Amazing Race. You want to do Survivor or Amazing Race? So he made, yep. so he made me, right, right. And Jesse, Jesse Tannenbaum is who I'm talking about, who is the lead casting director now. Um, so Jesse told me to take her out of my tape make a new one. <laughs> and that tape is the one that got me flown out to Los Angeles, where I did the casting interviews, the final interviews, and I got the shots to go to Fiji, but they didn't tell me I was on the cast. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is just how this works. So I don't hear from them from a, for a few months. And then Jesse calls me and he says, Davey, unfortunately, you're going to be an alternate. And I thought that was code for we don't want you to, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, they tell me I'm an alternate. So, um, you know, I kind of just put that in bed. It did mess with me a lot. And, um, you know, one, one day I was just staring at the ceiling, getting close to it. Was, I knew it was getting close to the time for the cast to fly out. And I received a freaking phone call from Lynn Spielman, who was the lead casting director. And she was like, she, she asked me this question. It, it's all mind games with casting, okay? She said, Davey, I don't know if you will be able to get you on season 38, but if a spot opens up for 37 and you had to leave in two days, would you be willing to do so? And I said, yeah, of course. So then she hung up, <laughs> didn't give me an answer, and she had me going crazy in my mind for hours and hours. I guess she had to check with whoever she had to check with to see if we could get him. Blah, 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 blah. She mm -hmm. called me and she said, Davey, you're going to Fiji. And I was like, oh, scream, lost my voice. I'm jumping up and down. My dog's wondering what the hell's going on. Right. Yeah, man, um, yeah so I, I was an alternate. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but the person that I replaced uh, is Cerefield's son. Did you know yes, about that? Yes, <laughs> I, I'd heard that before. I didn't know if that was true or not. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, man. Um, well, I don't know the full story and I don't want to, you know, um, uh, speak from what I think, but I believe that they determined he was not cut out to go out there. They thought that he might not be able to keep up Suri's legacy um, from what they saw in the first few days at Ponderosa. And I think that if it had been any other past Castaway's child, they would have threw them out to the fire. But because it was Sari and producers have so much respect for her, they decided to just wait. That's not to say he may never come back, but they just said he wasn't ready for David versus Goliath. So, hey, man, I mean, it worked out for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sari, though, she's such a legend. That's crazy. I know, man. Yeah. Like, so I'm kind of like her surrogate son, if you think about Basically, it. Basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you first yeah. pull up to the island right you get off the boat or did you so you guys get off the marooning you you're here you're at survivor you're at the david camp what's going through your head what are you trying to do to set yourself up for the whole 39 days are you looking just on the first day for the first vote out are you trying to make the relationships what's going through your head what's your strategy going into it well mindful be mindful that um even though they called me two days before the cast was already out there. So I was afraid as hell. I thought they had already been making their connections. You know, um, you know, in Ponderosa, you can't really talk to anyone, but you can still look people in their eyes and, and, and help give people uh, the sugar, pass the sugar and that type of stuff. So I thought I was going to walk onto that beach and they were already going to have their alliances. So I just took a deep breath. <laughs> you know, I was just my natural uh, exuberant self that I am right here with you guys. Um, you know, I tried to make uh, common ground with certain people. Myself and Nick, we talked about be both being in fraternities. He's a Kappa. I'm a Kappa. We're not in the same <laughs> fraternity, but we're both known as Kappas. Uh, Christian was from Atlanta. I was from Atlanta. Carl, you know, it, it was great. Like, uh, we always joke about this. I thought they were flying me out to Fiji because 
I because they dropped one black dude, and you know they usually only have one black guy on the season. So mm -hmm. me to get on that tribe and see another black man, me and him joked about that. You're like hell um, yeah, uh, right, man. Um, freaking Gabby and me, uh, uh, you know, we 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 all had um, it, it was the beginning of the game. So you're you're kind of getting to know people. Um, my strategy was just to kind of be myself. Uh, I said in a lot of the press interviews that I wanted to kind of be this devilish Davy character because that's what I was known as when I was younger. Um, and I'm sure I had a little bit of devilishness in myself out there, <laughs> but for the most part, I kind of put that aside and just was my genuine self with them. And I think that's uh, what really allowed me to push as far as I did. Right. And so from the very beginning, the David tribe had a lot of complications. I mean, you had Pat going out on a medical evacuation, someone spraining their MCL, and then you guys being down in numbers when it comes to the swap and the merge. How did you guys and the David stay strong when all the odds were against you? I got to tell you, man, it really did seem like the forces were all against us. First of all, the theme of the season is David versus Goliath. Yep. How fair did we think that was <laughs> for, you to put, right. for you to put us puny guys on a tribe against these Neand these freaking Greek god-like creatures? First yep. of all, we didn't like that. <laughs> um, the the boat incident was was tragic. However, it did work out because you know we didn't really want to vote anyone out that first time. And, you know, I do feel like um, if you ask all seven or if you ask all 10 of us, the story will change. But I think that we would have been gunning for Pat that night anyway. So I, I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know if much would have changed that first night. Um, as for B, I'm about to give you all the real tea on that B uh, uh, sprained ankle situation. Ooh, okay. She, she may have injured her ankle or something, but... B was a recruit for the game. She wasn't a fan of Survivor. As a matter of fact, like we, you know, just talking amongst ourselves in camp, we would ask everyone who their favorite Survivor uh, players were. And she said Ben. And Ben was completely recency biased, meaning that that's the first, that's the only season. <laughs> that was that her she's favorite seen. player ever out of all of the seasons. Okay. Ben, the guy that really, just aired. <laughs> right. You know, okay. I lo love the guy, but come on, B, Ben, I, I, I don't see the correlation. Right. So she already told us that she was going to quit. That was not a surprise to any of us. Oh. It was all acting. That's what I say. Within reality TV, there is a lot of smoke and mirrors. OK, we yeah. all were ready for it. And I wonder if, you know, that's why they sent Carl to Exile Island, because they already had a plan because they knew B was going to quit. So, yeah, I yeah. was thinking that because the numbers didn't really work out had she stayed with because the, there was a tribe swap when you guys went into three different tribes and then Carl went to Exile Island. So had she stayed, like, I think it was assumed, I assumed as a viewer that producers kind of knew she was leaving because they had that tribe swap at that moment where the numbers would not have been even had she stayed, you know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. That's exactly what happened. So, I mean, you know, and then we uh, finally was able to, well, that led us into a swap where each three tribes we had the minority on. So we just had to use our strategic prowess to uh, prevail there. And, and I think we did really, I think we did a damn good job, you know? You did you very did well. Good job. Very well. <laughs> All you. props to you. Um, but from this season early on, the weather conditions were so bad that you guys had to actually evacuate to a safer area like as fans we don't know where you went or what happened so what went on during those moments and how long were you at this safer place for oh man you guys are gonna get all the tea okay so <laughs> first we didn't that we didn't evacuate once we evacuated twice oh. <laughs> so uh, yes yes uh, they only view they only screen one time the first evacuation um, they evacuated us to the producer's tent on the island. Um, but the second evacuation, the one you guys saw, the storm, the cyclone was so bad that they had to take us off the island to, um, when, I, now when I say resort, I don't mean a five-star resort. They <laughs> took us to some type of uh, 
tribal hunting place, okay? Um, they made us, they made sure that we were still sleeping on the floor. They made sure that we were still hungry, still uncomfortable, and, and we weren't able to really talk about the game because, you know, they've got to get anything that's um, game related on camera. So what they did for us was they allowed us to watch two seasons of Survivor. Um, we watched <laughs> Survivor, right, right. We watched Survivor Cambodia and Survivor oh. Millennials versus Gen X. So we weren't able to talk to each other about it, but we were able to watch it. And they did let us watch one movie. And the irony in the movie that they made us watch, as soon as I say it, you'll get, they let us watch Tom Hanks Castaway. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yep. And it's so ironic because um, the Jabini tribe and the Goliath tribe, they lived on the island that Castaway was filmed on. So it was amazing. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So what do you, like, so you guys, how long were you there for? Was it just one day, thus, both, both times, one night? Yeah, yep. It was just one day, and it would have been the vote out. Um, it was the challenge that the Buku tribe lost. So everyone was thinking that maybe Davey was the one that they voted out. So when we got out on that mat and they saw that Natalia was the one that was gone, Yep. And that raised everyone's suspicions. They all thought I had an idol, which I did have an idol, but, but they would have thought it. that I played the idol, you know? So, yeah, yeah it, 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 it was it was the best, best case scenario for me because I got Carl back. Um, we had the majority and I was sitting pretty around the middle middle part of the game. <laughs> Speaking of that move that you were talking about, how big of a role did you play in making that move happen from your perspective? Do you think it was more of an independent decision by, um, was it an independent decision or was it that you were pushing um, to make that decision happen for Natalia to go home? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I when, when I'm asked these type of questions, I always give everyone, you know, their just due. I don't ever say that it was all me, you know, but I do think I was very influential in swaying Alec, getting in his head and saying that, you know, do you know that these girls, you know, that, that's the that's the um, thing with survivors, the girls alliance. Whenever you can throw that girls alliance at someone, you can make them feel a little antsy. So me just sitting with him, growing it up with him, you know, as much as I possibly could, saying these, these women could all get together and vote us out one by one by one. You know that you'll be a threat at merge. Like I really got into his ear and I even, you know, I, I set myself up just in case he didn't. Um, I set myself up to look out for myself, but I also set myself up to show him that Elizabeth wouldn't really be a threat. She's the one that, um, you know, kind of uh in when it was just the davids i was on the outs from her i said we can keep her at bay once carl comes back it'll be me you and we'll all bro it up and we'll take it to the end and um he went to elizabeth himself and little did i know elizabeth was working her magic too and not throwing me under the bus so elizabeth was saying the same things that i was saying and that's why i love her so much man she was so loyal Mm -hmm. if i'm ever to play another game with elizabeth again we would we would really be ride or die she's just such an amazing human being um but i say all that to say it was definitely a joint effort on myself elizabeth's part and even alec because you know it wasn't really until tribal council until we knew for sure that he was going to make those moves. You know, he got up and whispered in Elizabeth's ear. The thing you didn't see on camera is he kept looking at me and um, saying things to me. And this is something I wanna bring up that's kind of a disadvantage to women in the game because all of this was going on because I was tall and Alec was tall. So they sat us in the back row of tribal council. So Natalia wouldn't have been able to interject anyway because she was sitting on the front row, which I think is something that Survivor needs to change because it gives guys the advantage no matter what, you know, in that type of situation. But, you know, lo and behold, it worked. Exactly. But lo and behold, it worked out for me in the end. So I'm grateful (laughs) for that. But I I think that that's something that the producers should take a, a closer look into, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, talking about pivotal moves, like, that was the first pivotal move because you guys were down, David 2, Goliath 3, so it was actually a shock that Natalia got out. But talking about a pivotal move in the merge, you've used your idol on Christian and blindsided John. So how hard was that to use your idol on someone other than yourself? 
And who decided that John would be the vote? Dude, that was a chaotic day. I mean, I got into arguments with Kristen, arguments with Nick, arguments with the producers. Oh it my was gosh. it was it was crazy. Like um there was a moment when and this was completely paranoia on my end where I thought the cameramen were only focusing the cameras on me. And I, I, when I, I pulled Christian aside and I just went off on him, just venting to Christian, like the producers, they've got the cameras on me. The Goliaths are gonna know what's going on. And a producer came around the corner and he was like, baby, you can't say stuff like that. You can't, we can't air this. We just went back and forth for, for about 10 minutes. Once I finally calmed down, <laughs> me and Christian um, were bouncing back and forth ideas on how to use this idol. I did tell Nick about my idol first because I, you know, he was my closest ally in my mind at that point. And we kind of just, uh, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Nick gets the full credit for that um, for that uh, minority split vote. And, yep. it, you know, it's kind of- it, it, And you I, two I found it like, together. You know, and I feel like he only gets the full credit because he won the season. Whereas if I would have won, the producers would have catered that story to me a little bit more. Um, but, you know, me and Nick did go back and forth. It was going to be between Alec or John. We both put those two names out there. In the end, and this is where I say he he did get the best of me here, um, because I didn't know that him and Alec were, quote unquote, aligned at that point. Um, and at that point, I was kind of aligned with Alec, too, but he was getting on my nerves just a tad. And um, we <laughs> wanted to get him out because he was so great in the challenges. But in the end, me hit myself, uh, myself, Christian and Nick decided on John because uh, we thought that it was would weaken Dan um, because Dan and John were close allies. Um, and it worked out in the end because, you know, I got to get his jacket and become the new mayor of Slamtown and throw on a show for the uh, viewers at home. So I, I, I'm, I'm okay with the way that it worked out. <laughs> Wait, you got his jacket? Yeah, man. So, all right. So, you know, our season was themed. Yep. Was, uh, the underlying theme was jackets, right? Jackets. Yep. So, yeah. So, Angelina, like, oh my gosh, you think you guys think you saw something with her wanting jackets? No. Behind the scenes, it was it was crazy. So, <laughs> oh when when John was voted out on the way back to the island, I heard Angelina say, "Oh, great." Well, at least I have John's jacket. He gifted to me. And so oh, devilish, devilish Davy thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, snap. You mean that there's a jacket out there that can make her more comfortable? So as soon as we got to the camp, I went and I got that jacket. And that's when you see me have that confessional. I'm like, I got his jacket. I got the mayor <laughs> slam town out of here. So I say I got his jacket, but his jacket's still out there in Fiji. I hid it for myself. And I didn't get to get it when they voted me out. So one day, if I ever go back there, if they ever put us on the same island, I'm going to get that Mayor of Slamtown jacket and have some cool confessionals in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is so funny because everyone knows that Angelina, the Jacket Gate, Jacket Gate is was the Survivor meme for, it is still the main Survivor meme ever. Um, so that's crazy that that carried on past that. And you even have it apart in Jackie Gate Part 2. Nobody knows about that, but now they do. So right. that's crazy. <laughs> so yep, speaking yep. of back, you guys had kind of some back-to-back -back crazy moves. Ever since, so at the merge, the Elizabeth vote out was a little bit um, not as uh, climactic as the, the, the vote outs to follow. Um, so you had that minority vote split. And then following that, we had the I don't nullifier move to take out Dan. So what went into that move? Um, did Carl, was it kind of obvious who you guys should play that on and you guys all knew that Dan had two idols and at this point just one because he'd played out Angelina previously? Or was it just more of a safety measure to make sure that he would go home? Yeah, man. So this is where I kind of got to give a little credit to Mike, Mike White um, because, well, Mike White and Nick here because uh, we knew that Dan had the idol because of Mike. <laughs> Mike told <laughs> us that Dan had the idol. I mean, we were we were going through bags and stuff, but we didn't have to do that because, you know, there was, it wasn't only suspicion that he had it, but we kind of knew that he had it. And Kara um, was aligned with myself and Carl and Kara put myself and Carl at ease. 
um, saying that it wouldn't be me and it wouldn't be him, which in my mind was like, okay, light bulb, that means you're going after Christian <laughs> because you're yeah. not going after Nick. You, you don't see Gabby as a threat. So um, you're definitely going after Christian. So we knew that they were going to try to get Christian out of there. So we put all of our things together. Um, that minority vote, not what, what, is, what the freak is it called? It's still a vote that my, myself and Nick found when I was doing my little cane uh, uh, things to distract the. Uh, uh, that was so Goliath. funny, by the way. You 100% <laughs> distracted them. I, we Everyone's like, oh, look at Davey. And they're like out climbing, finding this thing. So that was oh my gosh. That, that is my fraternity brother's favorite moment. So the backstory behind me spinning. Uh, sticks is that's something that my fraternity does. We twirl canes as like a, <laughs> I have some around as like a, you know, a dance type thing. And it's so hilarious because Gabby was like, what's he doing, Taekwondo? And they that kills them every time because <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, Nick, um, myself, Nick, we, uh, we all revealed our advantages. Myself, Nick, Gabby, uh, Christian and Carl, and we said, this is how we're going to do it, man. We're going to uh, create some paranoia with the Goliaths. That's why Nick uh, took Aunt, um, Allison's boat to spook her, and it did, and it didn't only spook her, but it spooked all of the Goliaths um, to where once, once um, because Dan had played a night of the following tribal, and he knew that we were up to something. So he said to himself, no, I'm not going home this time, which was the trigger to make him play the idol, which ended up getting idol nullified, which I got to give it to my man, Carl, because he's the first person to play the idol nullifier correctly in the history of Survivor. And that's that's kind of what went into all of that. Do you, it's, that's been a little bit of a controversial uh, topic is whether the idol nullifier should be a thing. Um, the status of it as an advantage. I know some people after, especially I Love the Idols, um, when Janet got taken out at the final five, people have been a lot more anti-idol nullifier. What are your thoughts on the advantage from your perspective with it as someone who played with the advantage? Yeah, um, I don't think they should have used it back-to-back -back seasons like that. I mean, I know they had season 38 in between, but... Um, I think it. I think the idol nullifier could have been something that they maybe use in the beginning, maybe use in in the middle of the forties, uh, and then start using more and more. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of like it. I, I, I'm not opposed to. I, well, let me take this back. I haven't been opposed to many twists until season forty-one, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, we'll um, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the idol nullifier. I mean, it's it's the trick of the trade. It's how the game's played. It, it sucks that 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 they got Janet out of the game, but I think it's something new. And I think we've had uh, forty seasons where um, idols being the definite answer, um, we can have some leadway in that. So yeah, I like I still like the I'm still up on the night idol nullifier. And quickly, I just want to like highlight everything you did so well, because watching it back, I, you know, obviously I was watching Davy, 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 you know what I mean? As before, I was watching everyone. But just to highlight everything you did, you pulled off the blind side of Natalia, despite being a 2-3 David Goliath tribe. You were on the majority vote against Elizabeth. You blindsided John using your idol, blindsided Dan and Carl like with his idol nullifier and the steal of vote advantage. Uh, you had the majority vote against Alec and the majority vote against Gabby knowing Christian would play his idol. So for the majority of the time, you were on the right side of the vote and just props to you because that's very hard in a game where a lot of people blindside. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Um, like I said, the power of manifestation out there, I was really like, manifesting finding two idols manifesting winning challenges manifesting blind sides i think that once you get towards the end of survivor you kind of do lose your wind a bit because you're so tired you're so you know hungry and i think that um if i'm to play again I'll need to keep that burst of energy because I think my flame did die out towards the end where I would have been able to do more things, but I'm still satisfied with the game that I played. So thank you for highlighting those moments. 
Yeah, of course. Like I said, watching it back, it was all, I was focused on Davey and I was like, wow, you played such a great game. Like, I'm not even just saying that to say that. I truly do think at final six, you and Nick were the biggest threats to win the game. Thank you. Thank you. Talking about Nick and Christian and talking about idols, there is this whole thing about fake idols. So there were two fake idols on the season. Um, and you actually had predicted that these were fake idols. So how did you know these were <laughs> fake idols and where it was going oh. towards? Oh man, I totally forgot about that. Um, <laughs> how the hell did I know that? Uh, how did I know that? I'm not even sure how I knew they were fake. I think um I think Nick just me knowing Nick so well and I could tell how I could tell when he was lying I could tell when he was paranoid and when you know we were buddies we were we were compadres we were always the ones looking for idols together and for him to find an idol and not tell me first but tell uh Mike Angelina and Christian something was just weird about that so and Actually, I didn't even share this because it wasn't aired, but when I when he told Nick and Angelina and, and Christian, excuse me, when he told Mike, Angelina, and Christian, I was actually in the bushes watching. <laughs> just oh, really? To see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just just trying to see how it, how authentic it was, just trying to see if he was going to come back and tell me. And actually, Mike's the one that told me before Nick told me. So it was just too many pieces to the puzzle that just didn't seem right. So, yeah, I just trusted my intuition there. And I knew I was going to have some cool uh, confessional moments there. Like, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. <laughs> so, yeah, that. That's the thing, man. Yeah, you got you got to know how to play off the camera. You got to know what TV like. You got to know what they like on TV. And that's what that's why they cast us, man, because we're very aware that this is a television show. We've got to be entertaining. We're not just playing a game, but we're getting CBS ratings as well. So you always got to be aware of that. And I feel like your intuition, knowing that these were fake, like that just is a testament to how much of a fan you are. And I think fans have such a great advantage. And I want to see more fans casted on the show. All these recruits for me personally, sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. But for me, I want to see a full cast of just fans because I feel like they know how to play the game and they really go so hard at it. Um, I, I, I agree with you. However, I think that now that Survivor um, is trying to cast, you know, 50% uh, of, um, what is it called, Black, Indigenous, or people of color, Survivor is a show that's not marketed to Black people. So I think I'm okay with them trying to recruit to certain Black people or, or recruit to certain, you know, other uh, people of color only because the demographics of the show are predominantly white. So like I said, I, I love that when they cast us fans because I think it makes for great TV, but I do want to give, you know, people who haven't known about this show, people who haven't, this show hasn't been marketed to, I want to give them their fair shot as well. No, totally makes sense. That That's very respectable. So one thing that I want to ask, um, going back to Angelina, sorry, I just, I'm a fan of hers. So I always want to ask her questions, questions <laughs> about her because she had not only Jacket Gate, but of course we cannot go on without asking about the rice situation. So what are you guys in that much dire need of rice? Was her negotiation tactics as impactful as it was made to be on TV or was it more of like a joke to you guys, the whole negotiation thing? What was that like to, to witness that live and in person? No, dude, it's so unfair. And I'm I'm pretty sure she doesn't care because she has a, a great fan base from it. But the way that the viewers viewed Angelina as like this coach type joke, I didn't view her as that at all. I saw her as an asset. She did that rice thing for us. You know, she um, put her chance to play on the line like I respected her so much for that she was making game moves and so much so that as once I was voted out and we're done we're doing our interviews at Ponderosa I was really I wasn't 100% going to vote for Nick like I really thought that she deserved some you know credit for the things that she did um, but yeah, Angelina 100% was so selfless out there when it came to us eating. And she's a freaking 
vegetarian. So, you know, you need, she needs, you know, we had two vegetarians out there, her, her and Mike. So they need to eat. I mean, you know, we all need to eat. We're starving. So yeah, 100%. That was all her. Um, and I love her for doing it. And yeah, she's, she's such a selfless individual. Love that moment. Lath is such an Angelina fan. (laughs) I'm a diehard Angelina fan for sure. I was just with her, um, last month, actually my, my birthday was in September and her, Kara and Alec all live in San Diego. And my best friend, my best friend from college, which is also my fraternity brother lives in San Diego too. So I'm always out there. And whenever I'm out there, I get to hang with them. I mean, it's really like you do these shows with these people and you're, and this is why I, I, I'm not excited about the less days of Survivor because because we were out there so many days with each other, I think that's what bonded us. And mm. I don't know if the, I don't know if these new casts are gonna have those same type of bonds. Even with the pre-merge, they send them on a pre-merge trip. I don't even think season forty-one had a pre-merge trip. So it's like ripping them of these experiences, which I just don't really care for. Because I mean, you play Survivor to win a million dollars, but you leave it with so much more. And I, I I just think that's that's ripping them away of those opportunities. Now, granted, I understand we're in a COVID era. I work for the CDC, trust me, I get it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like them saying permanently it's going to be how many days? 27, 29 days? I just, 26. I, 26, I think, yeah. 26. I think they need to rethink that um, once we have this pandemic under control. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's definitely going to shorten it down. And I feel like this season, I guess we can move into your thoughts on the season um season 41 now that we're on the topic of it but i feel like it's kind of confusing like it's really hard to build the rapport as a viewer that you that you feel like you have like how i say i love angelina like she's so funny to me people david you were a fan favorite everyone loved knowing you personally it's i feel like we don't get to see that this season and when we do it's like a a 30 second clip of somebody crying and then they we move on you know what i mean so i feel like we kind of are too focused on before i loved a new school game i always thought Seasons 30 to 40 were my favorite seasons, which is really unpopular opinion, but I love the oh, new wow. vibe. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a weirdo like that, <laughs> but I, I like the newer vibe of seasons, but I even think this season has gone, it's too much for even me, a new school fan personally, because like, it's like the, the dice, I kind of forgot the dice is even there. They haven't really even talked about it since the first episode. And so what are your thoughts on this new season and everything that's going on with it outside of just 26 days? Dude, I love this cast. I hate these twists. (laughs) It's like, we went through all of this to get you guys to um, have a more diverse cast so we could hear these more diverse stories. And it's like, you kind of stripped that away from us with throwing so many twists into the game. I like, it's it's like Mike said himself, Survivor's supposed to be fun. Like, I don't think that reading all of these instructions, taking moments like that, and stretching them out, which could be moments of a scene cast interact with each other, it's just not fun, man. And I'm like, what is the producer's thought process here? We had a two-year gap. You got a new fan base from Netflix, and then you're gonna mm-hmm. throw this in here and make it confusing, make it such a such so drastically different from what is shown on Heroes versus Villains and Kai Gaian that. You're gonna lose your new new fan base. That they're gonna be like, what? what? What is this? This isn't the show that we were watching. So maybe that maybe 41 was is a test dummy for the way the rest of the 40 seasons were go, will go. The same way that you know 39 was supposed to be a test dummy for uh, Edge of Extinction. Oh, I mean 38 was supposed to be a test dummy for Edge of Extinction. Um, but. I just feel like it was unnecessary. Like, come on, guys. We this is Survivor, you know, the reality show of all reality shows. We don't need all of these tricks and trinkets. If anything, the one change you should have made is make these episodes longer. Like MTV's the challenge, I think, is like an hour and 30. You guys could do like mm-hmm. 90 minutes too, man. But exactly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know their thought process. What, what's you guys' thoughts? I completely agree for sure. Like, I feel like like same thing with what you said like it should definitely be at least an hour and a half if you're going to include all these twists where you have to spend time explaining it i at least want to have more time to get to know the characters and get to know how they interact with each other because we haven't really seen that very much 
Like, all I really right. see, like I said, I, we get, like, a, a backstory. A lot of them have, like, sob stories we saw in that first episode. But that was a two-hour episode, and that's when we actually got to know them more. We got to see more into what they, who they are, who these people are. But then we kind of lost that the last couple episodes. So, what about you, Champagne? What do you think? Yeah, it's just, it's very, very different. And I understand that that's where Jeff is going towards. He wants this whole new era of Survivor, but just finding idols but you can't actually play your idols you have to you know have the secret code and make sure all three tribes i I just feel like if you find an idol you should have that idol and it it is you know you get that lose a vote or you get a gain a vote i mean it is very tricky it is a whole new game of survivor but yeah i don't know i think they're just throwing out powers for power's sake you know what i mean without really going digging deeper yeah i agree Okay, so you were almost on season 38, Edge of Extinction. That's what you were originally um, in the running for. And then you got called last minute to be on David vs. Goliath. Outside of either of those seasons, or you could include, of course, the 38 season, Edge of Extinction. If you were not to compete on your own season, which season do you think you would have done best on or would you would have wanted to compete on? I think I would have done damn good on uh, Edge of Extinction. Um, <laughs> now, I, I don't really believe that I was pitted for season 38. I think they just said that because I know how these producers think. Um, but no, I think I would have done very well on season 38. I think I would have done very well on Winners at War had I won season 37. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound pompous or anything, but I, I, I like Survivor and I don't just go out there to win a million dollars. I go out there to make human interactions and I'm very thankful for the uh, experiences that I've made and the friends that I've made along the way. And, you know, being genuine out there works for you in the long haul. So I think, you know, generally I, I would have done well in these seasons. Now, what I would love to do is like a Blood versus water or fans versus favorites. I think those would be yep. the, the, the most fun type seasons that I'd love to do. But did you guys hear that Jeff is talking about not bringing back the players? Yeah, he said <laughs> no more returning seasons in the first in the foreseeable future, which I'm like shocked by. Because like some of the most notable seasons, Micronesia, Heroes vs. Villains, Blood vs. Water, all had returning players. Um, and the fact that he just says he wants to drop Cambodia, how can I forget that? They're going to just drop that like that? I was pretty shocked by that, especially because people, half, got, your cast, half your cast could come yeah. back and be an amazing season. Like, like I feel robbed of not being able to see those people again. You know how Jeff is. He changes his mind so much. But I think that this was um, because of the winter season. Like, a lot of the winners... Um, they complained a lot about their edits and all of this and all of that. And I think it left a nasty tape in, Jeff, in Jeff's mouth, you know? So I don't know. I don't know if he'll hold true to this, but, you know, I'm hoping he doesn't. And if he does, then maybe you'll see me on The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you were a oh fan of The gosh. Challenge, though. Would you ever go on The Challenge if they called you? The Challenge has actually called me. But, dude, like, <gasps> the thing that I love... Yeah, Davey, the thing oh that my I gosh. I know, man. The thing that I like about Survivor is, though, they cast able-bodied, real-bodied people. Like, those people on the challenge, they look like Greek gods. Like, they are athletes. I miss the days of the challenge when they would cast real people. And that's not why I said no, but that's one of the reasons that um, I wouldn't, that I don't think I'd do it. I said no because I've kind of got a real stable job right now and I make some good money. Um, But, you know, that's that's not to say that I would, I would, always say no. I think that if it's a type of season where I got my people out there like Michaela, I got Wendell out there, I got Bryce out there. If I got my folks out there, then yeah, I'd probably say yes. But um, the season that they were trying to get me on, it was the first season with Jay on there. And I was making, yeah, yeah. And, and, And actually it was Jay that was trying to get me to go out there with him. But I was just you know, I had just quit my job for Survivor. I had just got my gut job back with Survivor. I, I wasn't ready to quit again, you know? So, yeah, right. but hey, who knows, who knows what the future holds? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And poor Jay that season. I don't know if, if you probably watched, you said you were a fan oh, watching season. Poor Jay. He yeah. would have needed a buddy yeah. so bad in there because he really was just yeah. the punching bag of that season for the first three or four episodes. 
I know, man. <laughs> um, but didn't he send CT home that season, though? He exactly. Did. He, did, he got yes. yeah. he got his yeah. winning moment. <laughs> right, right, and that's probably the moment that got him to come back again and again. So, but yeah, totally. I hate watching. I, I'm a challenge. I was a challenge fan first before Survivor. So me too. Yeah. Oh, really? I love the challenge. <laughs> yep. I'm obsessed. Yep, yep, yep. So I, I on this this current season, I hated that they were making it Survivor versus whatever because you only have three people out there. You've got the international <laughs> seasons, but you can't just include everybody in like in there like that. So I would like to see a a challenge season when they legit have a good amount of survivors out there. Then we'd yes. give them a real run for their money. <laughs> I think that's what the challenge is trying to do. They're trying to get, you yeah. know, they got their big brother cast now, but I think they're trying to get more survivor people on. And it's, I think it's working because there's yeah. the survivor fandom is so big. And to have survivor people on the challenge, a lot of survivor people are watching the challenge because of that. So I think it's working, oh, wow. but I want more survivor people on the challenge. Okay. Yeah. Well, Hey man, I'm I'm still 50-50 on it. So well, I used to be 90-10 on it. So now I'm 50-50. So hey, let's see. <laughs> That's an improvement. It's an improvement. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so what advice do you have from your experience on Survivor to anyone who would want to play Survivor in the future? Um, okay, I'll I'll break this into two parts. My advice for getting on the show and my advice for uh once you're on the show. So my avoid, my advice for getting on the show is you got to be a storyteller. Um, and there's no really real way to trick them on this. Like you've got to know how to break down anything. If you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you got to be able to talk about spreading the butter on the bread, describing the bread, talking about how it tastes. Everything from that to that is what they look for to make sure that you're able to tell the story for them because the producers can't feed you lines. They can't tell you what to say because that's intermingling with the game. You've got to be able to do this stuff. Um, I, t I tweet a lot. And um, the last tribal council with Shan and JD, JD gave this uh, analogy about crystals and Shan picked that analogy right up. That's what I'm talking about. There, you've got to be able to talk through these circles, talk to the audience, give them a visual, and make it happen. As far as advice for once you're getting on the show, you want to find that closest ally for yourself. But um, even past that, you want to find a group of allies, just like we had that group of Davids. And um, that's why it's going to be tricky now because there aren't themes to the show anymore. So it's going to be hard for you to uh, find commonalities with people. But I think that's the trick of the trade. If you're a good player, you should be able to make those friends, make those allies. And it's all about those allies making and helping you get to the end. Find someone who is trustworthy and don't trick them into finding out if they're trustworthy. Just use your own intuition and uh, play with your heart. And I think that's how you'll come out victorious. Wow. There we Great go. Advice. I love that. Um, looking back at your season, do you wish you would have done anything different in your Survivor game? Uh, I fucking hate this question so much, but um, <laughs> I, I get it a lot. I get it a lot. Um, of course, I say I wouldn't change anything, but I mean, if I could change some things, I would have been able to win. I can't think of anything specific. Um. I think the one thing that pisses me off the most is the the um, the when the Davids broke up. Uh, and I feel like that was something that I could have prevented, something that I tried to prevent, but I could have prevented a little harder. It was basically the downfall was Gabby and Carl just could not come together. If I could have, and, and I really, guys, I really tried, like, it was so hard, you know, pulling Carl aside, pulling Gabby aside. And I thought I had done the job, but Carl is just, you know, he's a Gen Xer. He's older. He, he thinks one way. And uh, if I could have just got those two on the same page, it could have been us five Davids to the end. But I mean, who knows? Maybe that wouldn't have been the most fun story. Um, and I'm, I, I feel good about, you know, the story that 
uh, David versus Goliath had, especially with the fact that a David won in the end. So, yep, I mean, I I, if, if I, yeah, if I could change that, that would be it. But like I said, I'm, I'm okay with the way that it ended. Great answer. Great answer. Okay. So that is all the questions that we have prepared for you. So now we have a segment where we ask our fans, our followers on our TikTok pages, questions that they have for you. So this is not from us. This is directly from our followers, from Champagne's followers at All Things Reality. One question that she got was, are there any specific advantages that you believe should be removed from Survivor? <laughs> uh, every advantage on season 41. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, but no, seriously, I don't care for the shot in the dark um, because I don't fucking understand it. Excuse me, I don't know if we we're allowed to use the thing. No, you're fine, you're podcast. fine. Okay. <laughs> Talk unfiltered, um, as unfiltered as you want. <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't care i don't care for uh, xander's advantage because i feel like you know uh, it's it's cool you know he's got to say these phrases at challenges but he shouldn't have to say it at every challenge it should be uh something at the bottom of the screen once he says that it unlocks and we get a green light the next tribe when they say it they get a yellow light the next tribe when they say it, they get a blue light and then you can play the item I don't think that it should be like that. And then the fact that he can't even use his vote. Like, dude, that's not even playing Survivor. Like, allow the guy to play. He went through all of these hoops to get on the show. Don't strip him every vote. I mean, maybe for the first vote, okay. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not great on that. Let me see. Any other advantages? I think Agreed. everything else was okay, you know? I, I, I don't think that they needed to mess with the game much more. I mean... I'm not, I, I wasn't too high up on the fire making twist, but I didn't hate it. But I mean, if they, if they were to take that away, I wouldn't, I, I, I'd be okay with that. Um, I'm one of those people who actually loved Edge of Extinction. I know a lot of people hated it. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, for the most part, I think just these advantages on season 41, take those out. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I also, I love Edge of Extinction. Unpopular opinion. I oh, All really? I have is unpopular opinions, I feel like. So, like, <laughs> my, I, I really enjoyed that season. I just like that we still got to see Kelly Wentworth mm. after she got voted out. That we got to see Aubrey, nice. you know. So, even though Aubrey was an early boot, she was still a main-ish character throughout right, the season. So, I, I like right. that we still got to get to know people. And Reem, of course. How could I ever forget Reem? Like, Come on! She's a legend. Know about she's she's right. the most legendary first boot ever. Besides Francesca, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um going into another question from our fans um survivor 41 i i don't personally know if you know the winner but who are you rooting for to win um okay so this is funny because guys um i'm a recovering spoiler addict like i used to love (laughs) spoilers and and not just with survivor with like the walking dead with like all Game of Thrones, like I'll be on the internet trying to figure out what would happen. Oh my gosh. I don't know. So this is the first season since my season that I have not been spoiled on the winner. So I'm enjoying watching it live. And my my favorites right now, I'm real big on Shan. Like, oh my gosh, I love her so much. Love her. Like, love her. oh my gosh. Um I, I, I think that she has a path to the end. Um, I, I don't think that the editors would have focused on this whole theme song that she had if she didn't have longevity in the game. So I'm really looking at her. Um, I Let's see. Yes, yeah, so she's my number one for, for doing well. As far as characters go, though, I'm loving Evie. I'm loving JD. I'm loving Deshaun. I'm loving Ricard. I'm loving these people who are bringing different factions of life into the game. That's what we wanted when us alumni survivors came together and we made this petition to get more uh, you know, stories on Survivor. And I think they really did that. But... If you're asking who my winner pick, I think I'm going with Shan right now. Didn't That's we have pick. that late? We picked we picked Shan and Ricard, right? Yeah, those were our two winner picks from our when we had with Yeah, so that's our two so Yeah. Yep. No, seriously. I, I I think it's either him or her, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They both yep, were those are our winner good picks. edits in the beginning for sure. We we picked the big brother winner correctly, so we might be on a streak right now. Hey, yeah, man. Wait, that's, congrats to do my Do you boy watch Big Brother? 
for sure. I hate that show. I'm telling you guys, I, I hate it. I'm sorry. I hate Big Brother. <laughs> um, and, and 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 most of the hate comes from, you know, just the fact that they didn't cast more than four Black people for a while. And I just felt like, you know, they would go after us and get us out so much. And and yep. then I, I, yeah, so it, it wasn't too much on the show, but just things that happened on the show. But, you know, I did try to watch this season here and there, and I would poke, poke fun at it here and there, but I really enjoyed what I saw. So, who knows? Maybe I'll come around. If they ever had a Survivor versus Big Brother Amazing Race, uh, Big Brother-type show, to yeah. tell, right? No, I wish CBS would get, like, even Netflix has already has their version of the challenge. Like, CBS, mm -hmm. what are you doing? People want to see this stuff, man. Get us out No, that would there. be a killer season. Just have all these crossover seasons all in yes. one. Like, that'd be killer. I love it, man. Call it Surviving the Amazing Brother or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Davey, is there anything else that we haven't discussed today that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, let's see. Um, now that you put me on the spot, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, I do want to give you guys kudos for freaking your TikTok, man. Like, I'm oh. so bad at TikTok, but Champagne, you're doing it. Like, your TikTok is so engaging. You come up really? with uh new new ways that you do like i like i send i try um, your tiktoks i send your tiktoks to lauren all the time and i'm <gasps> like how does she do this like how, teach me how to do that yeah 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 so oh my gosh me, we've you, had lauren on our podcast we love yes lauren. You, you're a legend you're a legend in the tiktok uh podcast or TikTok oh my community, gosh so. Kudos to you for that. <laughs> That's so funny. Actually, Lauren and I, you know, from where she grew up in Michigan, Lauren and I actually live 20 minutes away. So what? I know it, it's so crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, if one day ever. But yeah, no, I started my TikTok over a year ago and it was actually October of last year. And it was funny because I was such a big fan of all these reality shows and nobody on TikTok was doing what I did. You know what I mean? Like yeah, really yeah. like no one was out there and I just wanted to have a conversation. I didn't have any friends that watched it. Um, I literally met Laith through my TikTok. Laith and I have never met in person. Wow. Yeah. We and I just wanted to start a conversation. Wow. wow. <laughs> literally fans of each other. But yeah, I just wanted to have a conversation and be like, hey, let's talk about it. And I love even having this podcast because it's like, I can ramble on hours about reality TV, but I, I can't do that in my real life because none of my friends watch these shows and it's so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that, that was my whole thing. That's why after I played Survivor and I got in the Twitter community, I'm like, what? Oh man, I've been missing out. Like, I enjoy watching Survivor with people. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a blessing in disguise. And now that you uh, have brought that up, I do want to um, say, if I can here. Yes, please, of course, please, of course. Please, right now, where can we okay. find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram, of course, at I am Davey. I'm on Twitter at I tweet Davey. I'm on Twitch at I twitch Davey. You see where I'm going with that? The only reason that I'm on TikTok as I hate Davey is because I am Davy was taken. And I hate Davy is kind of a play on words. It's like when you make yep. people laugh and they're out of breath and they're like, oh, I hate you. So uh, that's what it is for now. Um, but I also want to plug um, this Hearts of Reality that we're raising money for. Um, if you have a chance or if any of your listeners have a chance to donate, they can check the link in my bio on my Instagram. And it's basically for uh, children who aren't really, I don't want to call them less fortunate, but they are um, um, uh, maybe disabled. Yeah. And we're looking for, you know, raising money for them. Uh, it goes to a great cause. It goes to, to them. And in December, they'll have all of us reality stars in Celebration Florida. And we're going to have a grand old time with them. And um, just so if you have a chance to donate, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. For, we no, that, that is very our, well bio, said. So people can check that out. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. 
Yeah. Yeah, that is very well said. I am very very known to that. I actually asked Laith, and I was like, Laith, we should go. There's this meet and greet because yes, come. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, Laith, you got to go down there with her, Maybe. man. I'll, I'll consider her, Davy, since you since you said something. No, Laith, you have <laughs> to please. We got to go soon because those those flight tickets are going up. So, Laith, if you're considering mm-hmm. it, we got to book it soon. All right, no we can pressure. talk about this off air. I'll consider it. I'll consider it for sure. <laughs> but yeah, definitely if you guys are interested, uh, we, we'll give them a plug. Check it out. We'll leave that link in our bio so our listeners, you guys can go check that out for sure. Great cause. And also get to see all the people you love on reality TV. So check that out for sure. All right, Davey. Thanks so much for joining us. We had a great convo with you today. I loved hearing all the, all the beef, all the tea, all the inside info. You gave it to us. You did not hold back. And I really appreciate that. Uh, we had a great time with you today, so I, I really thank you for coming on with us today. And we have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what we've made so far, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys, and we want to just transition more into interviewing people as fans. Like, this is crazy. Like, Davey, this is crazy for us. We are fans, and we are just, like, living our dream right it. now. So thank you so yeah. much for coming on. We really, truly appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. It's been fun. All right, you guys can find me on TikTok at lolath and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you guys have any comments, requests, shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week with another interview. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye.